This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sometimes in life we encounter people who teach us things we never knew we needed to learn, who offer a perspective that forces us to re-evaluate our outlook, and who humble us with their innate wisdom and kindness. Sometimes, though, we also meet people who offer us none of these things. Ladies and gentlemen, Flats and Shanks. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. Yeah, I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, mate? Yeah, you all right? Let's be upfront with our listeners from the start. We've got a guest, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We know that. Tell them about him. Well, we've been at uh, Park Scarlet's. Park and, Scarlet's. And we're here right now, actually, in Box 9. Um, pitch is looking lovely. Mm. Good luck to him on the weekend. Good luck, boys. Yeah, they've got Leinster in uh, yeah, the final playoff. They're screwed, but yeah, okay. Um, and we've been interviewing Phil Bennett, OBE. Mm. For doing some stuff with the BBC called Lions Tales, but Tales is spelled T A I L S. Hang on a minute, I didn't know it's called Lions Tales. Well, it's genius. It's, officially, it's not, but we're not sure yet. Okay. Um, anyway, our guest, yes. Yeah. So we brought JP with us. Yeah. Um, James Ponting, JP from the BBC, our producer for these. The se- we we like to call them the series of Flats and Shanks videos, but everyone else calls them some BBC videos. People just call them podcasts. They don't know what podcast means, do they? No. So I watched your podcast on the BBC. <laughs> so true. That's so true. So all the time. I love your podcast. Yeah. The one with the, the one at the one with the lions. You're like, yeah, that's 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 envisioned, buddy. Yeah. JP, how are you? I'm very well. Can I apologise first off because you've given me this big build up and everyone was expecting Phil Bennett to come. <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah. That's true. You. I mean, you're a great guy, but you're not Phil Bennett. I I can't even clean his boots. No. No. Um. So we've been doing this interview with Phil Bennett and JP comes and it's a, 
in on days like this, you you know kind of what the budget or what the sort of infrastructure behind the day is when you turn up and someone's got one camera and you're like, mm, we're going to have to do every conversation five times from every angle. But when JP turns up with three cameras, you think, well, you this say can that. just flow. He had two video cameras on, on you and Phil Bennett, OBE, and he had like a, a Canon Ixus on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could do all the sorts best, of stuff. The best. And I, he had an iPhone on you, an iPhone 4. But how did you feel? We did a 45-minute um, interview with Phil Bennett, who is just an absolute legend. On his experiences with the Lions on the yeah. 73, on the on the 77. Yeah, but I want I want brutal honesty, JP. I want you to know how... I want to know... Sorry, 74 and 77. I want to know, in your vast experience of these things, what was it like? I've been lucky enough to speak to a lot of famous people, film with them, interview them. Always practice this. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to thank... BAFTA yeah. award, no... no. I was completely <laughs> engaged and um, absorbed by the way that he, he spoke to you. It was just so refreshing to hear old school honesty yeah. about his experiences. Um, I don't want to offend you guys, but you're a modern rugby player, a bit Elite. pampered, Elite. a bit mm. pampered. You used to everything still hard, you do. but still hard, but looked after. Yeah, mm, a bit pampered, as, as I hard, said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's a guy that has done everything. Mm is regarded as one of the best, yet his humility when he spoke to you yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. I know, I know. I mean, we don't, want to, we don't want to tell you too much about it because it's going to be available to, to download on the, on the BBC website soon and we'd hopefully try and get a copy. We might even try it once it's out on the BBC on the website. Podcast, we might yeah. try and... Uh, JP, you might, I don't know how you do these things, rip and burn the audio, but we might drop it as Is that kind a technical of, term? Yeah, rip yeah. and burn. No, yeah. Ripping rip and a tearing. The ripping and the tearing. That's that yeah. weird guy from my booth. Yeah. It? Yeah, or hedonism, hedonism. Mm. But we're hope we're going to get a copy of the audio and hopefully kind of let me get my terminology here. Drop that as like an extra podcast. Yeah, um, certainly. Because it is, it was like you know we were asking about you know how we found out about getting selected for the Lions. Um, you know the sort of kit that they were given. Um, well, go on, tell that story because I couldn't believe that. Say what happened there. On the kit, so when they, they basically, you don't get any kit, you fly, fly out without a tracksuit, they got nothing, they take everything themselves. They train in their own random kit. You know, yeah, that, they just get, bring a training kit from home. Club. Yeah. And you get obviously Lions kit for the games, but you t- they take it straight back off you. But then he was saying one of the lads, one of the Irish lads, um, went out with one training jersey, he just didn't think and thought, I'll just take one, the weather will be nice. And I, I automatically thought, and he stank. trying to save a bit of money, didn't want to check in any luggage. <laughs> Excess baggage. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah, on the plane, carry on. But they yeah. were away for four months. Remember on those mm, lion Jesus. tours. It's, it's not that. I mean, we think that these lion tours are long and and they're arduous and they're, they're terribly, you know, yeah. unforgiving. Four months. Yeah, I know. I mean, the benefit of that is Ugh. you probably only have to ring home once. Yeah, week, not like these days. Once a week. Not FaceTime on free hotel Wi-Fi, is it? Yeah, every day. yeah. How you doing? All right. Yeah. How's training? All right. What time are you up? Kids have me up at five. Oh God. Yeah. You can just actually, you know. No, I'd, you'd miss them though, yeah? So anyway, JP, how did you enjoy the our chat with Phil Bennett? It OBU? was really Sorry. good. Yeah, it was really good. And I encourage you to all, all watch it. You two were okay. You, yeah. you sort of knew your We step. didn't say a lot, really. But isn't that a sign of a good interview? Mm. That you asked a question and Phil was just so free with his, his uh, mm. information with you. It was really good. Excellent interview. Um, and it will it'll definitely... Can you get us a gig on TV? Or me a gig, because uh, I just do online well, stuff. Well, you know, not in my pay, uh, my pay scale, <laughs> but let's just say um, someone will have you on camera. Could be SMTV, can it? What's SMTV? That's where I'm dead started. Is it? Yeah. Someone right, on TV. 
Yeah. They've done all right. I remember Loaded Magazine had their own TV channel. They had what's, a crazy foreign... What's Loaded Magazine, eh? The gun magazine? Absolutely not. Um, it's one of those lads mags, lad mags. And it was like girls, you know... Yeah, I know, mate. Okay, here are my big fake boobs. And inside you can read about the latest iPad, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Quite, it's quite good fun, but beneath me, because I'm a literary giant. So, um, yeah, but while you listen to this as well, something else would have dropped, and that would be the Robert Walters interview. That oh, Flats, yeah. Flats Eye and Richard Hill did with Finding the Ultimate Fan. We've talked about this before because we had to explain where we were. But it's very hard to explain that video without actually seeing it. And I'm sure most of you listeners now have seen it because we've posted it all over our, our yeah. Twitter page and Facebook page. But I've had so many people ring me up yeah. saying that is amazing. And it's not... Flats and I don't make it amazing. It's, it's, the, um, it's the winner. His name's... Steve. Yeah, Stuart. But we call him Steve all the way through it. Just to be awkward. It's his team talk that he gives. Right at the end. And we're not expecting it. It's not fixed. It's not staged. He doesn't know what's coming. And he just nails this unbelievable minute team talk. But the thing that gets me is he starts off shouting into the camera. So he's not looking at us. He's, he's talking to the camera. And then he just throws in, we've got those bastards like that. <laughs> and, and I've gone. I've gone. And then he's... Then Stuart at the back, don't you kick that ball, mate. You know, it's like, oh, it's just... Anyway, JP, have you watched it? I have watched yeah. it. In fact, Shanks, you sent it to me. And I, and I didn't know what did, to expect. You, Shanks. I didn't know what to expect. And I was in tears. Because yeah. he gets so emotional, and yeah. his face is going red, then puce, and you think, he's going to explode here. Yeah. And, and to be able thing, to get yeah. that emotion straight off. And the worst thing is, like, we're trying to pay, play deadpan. So we're looking at him, and we, we don't want to laugh. We don't want to show any emotion. Oh, you were gone. I could, I could not help yeah. it. And, mate, when I turn around, and I, I sort of look out the corner of my eye, and I see you, and your face in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't look at him. Like, I was dying in there. I was dying. But I, I didn't know till I saw the video. We got sent, like, a rough cut. I didn't know until I saw that rough cut that Hilly had cracked as well. Because Hilly's like, he, is, he would be, he said on Twitter, this was right out of my comfort zone, but I really enjoyed it. He was awesome. Like, he was properly straight, like a head teacher. He kept it going for us. And, he, he? and without him, we would not have been able to do it. We would have fallen apart and had to say, look, mate, it's a sham, and given everyone their day back. Um, he goes when I say to the guy, um, he takes his, um, all his clothes off to put his lion shirt on. I said, oh, mate, over your shirt would have done. Yeah, once he's got his shirt off, yeah. he's like, oh, sorry. Oh, it was just... But, anyway, yeah. It, and yeah, go and watch it because we, you know, it, it's done really well and it's gone, they're really, really happy, the number of people that have seen or whatever, and there is no extra benefit to me, Shanks or Hilly of you going to watch it now, but just do it because it's actually really funny. Oh, it's good it? fun, yeah. I had a text from one of the commercial guys at Wasp yesterday saying the boys are in the change room, they love it. We got here to Scarlet's today yeah. and Stephen Jones... Said, you know, the coach who's ex Wales fly off said, Oh, the boys have been watching it. We're trying to prepare for a semi final and they're all laughing around that video. And He's got grey hair now, Stephen Jones. I never ever thought he'd have grey hair. The count. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think Dracula's could get grey hair. Yeah. There you go. I also went, went to Leicester Tigers yesterday and watch out and, they, and they at the training ground at Oval Park and they said that and everyone was coming up saying that video, priceless, priceless. And it's one of those things that, that when we got the idea, I was a little bit like, mm, I don't know about that, but it was. Oh, it was class. It Can I give class. you another reason to watch it? Mm. Can I compliment you on the collar of your jacket? Oh, you like it? Uh, well, it's different. Bit of velvet atop the tweed. It was. I, I've, I've not seen a velvet tweed combo pulled no. off, really. There's a reason for that. Is I'm that not Ch sure you did it, but well done for yeah. wearing it. Oh, thanks. The Chutnam yeah. Classic, is that what you call it? Um, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's Nothing nice. wrong with a bit of tweed for a 30-year-old, mate. 
That's fine. I'm looking. I'll probably find tweed later on in life. I'm 37. Like 15, and you, you like are 15. 37, and you dress like a teenager. You're just missing a backwards cap and a skateboard. That's what our Beckham dresses, mate. Yeah, he don't dresses have, like a teenager. Don't have a go at him. Dress like a teenager. I'm street. I'm one of those hip dads at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do street dance with my kids. Yeah. Have you got a tweed jacket? No, yes. I didn't know the word tweed until I met Flats. So. How many yeah. tweed jackets do you have? I've ten. got a couple of tweed jackets. Ten. How many? Ten. Um, not ten. Twelve. And cords. Five or six. I've got a lot and of cords. cords. Yeah. Do you have Do you have anything? Do you have like high top boots? I've got some. Uh, I've got some <laughs> high top trainers. <laughs> he didn't want to admit that, did he? I've got some high top trainers. Uh, do you know? No, what not, bought... no, no, high top, not high tech. Oh. <laughs> do you know what I bought last week? I actually went. I needed some. Um, have, I need, you, have I, you been looking at Gareth, uh, Gavin Henson again? Have you? Buying his album? No, yeah, I have, yes. I'll tell you about it now. That's what, so we, uh, JP, for your benefit, we did it. Oh, well, no, on the day we did the video with you. So JP's the guy that did anyone who's seen Shanks and my video in Bath at the Taylors with Gavin Henson. That's JP that made that. And, um, and Gav just turned up in all black. No effort at all, but looked amazing. Looked good. Yeah. Looked so good. So Shanks and I made a bit of a joke, and I think I'm the only one who's followed it up. I bought like black t-shirt, I bought black jeans, I had to have them altered because I'm uh I've got a 42 inch waist and 31 inch inside leg. And had them altered, done, they look they're amazing, they look um average. And the jacket as well. And I bought I actually bought well, I bought some black trainers, but they just didn't quite work for me. So I bought another pair of like I had to buy some running trainers last week. You've also trainers. got the calves of an elephant. Yeah, it doesn't work. So the like, thing is when if I wear if I wear like more fitted trousers than normal. I sit down and you know your trousers ride up so you can see your socks. When I stand up, my calves are so big that my trousers are six inches above my shoes. Yeah, so, so you've got to pull them down all the time. Well, I did rugby tonight last week and didn't think about it. And you stand up off the stools or the chair and you walk over and I'm like walking along and I've got the heel of my foot kicking my trousers down on each side. I was like, oh God. But unfortunately, I've got, you know, I've got 22 inch calves and I don't even do any work on them. I was just yeah. born like that. Unfortunately, your body's a mess. Um, unfortunately, I've got great cars. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, what the frig are we talking about? Well, I, bought, we, I, bought, I bought some, and you can go on the little Nike, you can go on the Nike website, and you can design your own trainers. Customization. Customization. So I was like, well, I'll just get all black, and I was like, I'll get all black with the blacks. I'll be like Gav. Mm. So I've got them coming. They're coming. So normally on the, on this JP, we ask like what we've been up to for the last sort of few days. Um, what have you been up to? What would you do at the weekend? Oh, uh, on the weekend. Um... I did a bit of family time, a bit of golf. Okay. Um, Box ticked. Yeah, brownie points. Didn't got, want to. Got to earn them. <laughs> <laughs> had to. Yeah, had to, forced yeah. to. Uh, and then obviously I was very diligent and I planned our filming today. Yes. No, yeah. I didn't. I just no. rocked on that. But, yeah. uh, That's how we roll in. Yeah, it, well, we? I know. We've yeah. been working hard on this and yeah, we always to do a bit of prep. And, well, you're working yeah. with professionals, mate. So. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. that 28 page document I sent you then with questions, yeah? Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a book opened. Um, and that was about it. Just like Shanks prep for this um, podcast today, nothing oh, so no, complacent. I, I was, I'm impressed. For those of you that might just listen to this podcast, of which I'm one gentleman, I was envisaging maybe, you know, wonderful studios. Mm. Maybe you've got a couple of people mixing the audio. Yeah, uh, not DJs. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah. We get a lot you of complaints about our sound audio. quality. Control, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the sound's better this week. I can't mm. be dealing with all the, all the tweets last week. Well, yeah, but you only got yourself to blame, mate. You're the technician. Yeah, true. I'm the roadie. <laughs> we get a lot of complaints about the sound quality because it's a bit shit, but it it's that balance, isn't it? And I mean, it, to start with, I'm looking at your mic, mate, and all you've got you've got the popper half over your mic. Oh yeah, it's like metal in the way. Yeah, so I lift it up like that. Yeah, is that better? 
I don't know. It's just like it's a balance to all of our listeners um, between it, we want you don't we don't want to overly commercialise it. Not that people are queuing up to um, clear our mortgages with advertising on our podcast, but it's never it's never. But there, yeah, but there are some cracking um, Land Rover deals going on right yeah, now. Yeah, but just, anyway, yeah. we we do this for fun, and if if being frank about it, if you can make a few quid along the way, fine. But we we've had a few offers that we've said you know respectfully no to because it's not all about that and actually if you want us to do all this stuff we don't mind if we don't mind if you don't want to pay us what we want we'll, we'll just keep doing it but we want to cover our costs yeah advanced hair studio can do one yeah exactly yeah, up yours um vegan monthly but it, it but then we could invest loads more in equipment a mobile studio whatever it is you've got plats in your wires i know but then we just we just don't want we just don't want Massive overheads because then we're going to have to start selling ourselves to stuff people we don't want to sell ourselves to and for money we don't want from it. So it's difficult. So the sound is a bit shit. We could make it better, but we would then have to massively commercialise our podcast and we can't be asked yeah. really. Deal but if that. Sony's Post- listening, you will accept a new. Yeah, but if it's kit. like, oh, Land Rover, like, we know you've got a car. Does your wife need one? Yes, I will mention you. Yes, I will. Mm. Can I have a car before your wife? And can I, I have one as well? I asked them and they said, Tim, who? No, I don't know. I, no, I don't. I'll sort you out, lads. Um, Flash, what have you been up to? Do you remember? Um, a few things. Uh, I tell you, th- you did a good interview, or you said you did a good, or the interview will be good with Alice Kent. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was yesterday. So today is Wednesday, and last Friday I spoke. At a, I spoke at a rugby club dinner, and we do this sort of thing a lot. And they're they're almost invariably really good fun. And I went to a club called Whitney in Oxfordshire. And I, it's one of those things that just pops up in my diary because Michelle has just booked it and yeah. you think, great, and you turn up and it was just so good. And I drove because I knackered my back last week and I told you about and I just I just wanted to not drink and I wanted to take care of myself and I was on medication and stuff. So I didn't stay over and I genuinely regret it because it was just a wicked crack and they were sending pictures the next day at 6am still boozing in the clubhouse. Lads. It was brilliant. Glasses. But on... on um, Tuesday, so being yesterday, I went to Leicester Tigers training ground and did an interview for BT Sport with Ellis Genge. Um, that's on tonight, rugby tonight, being Wednesday night. And I, I, you know, I actually I emailed BT myself all on my own a few weeks ago, and I said I want to do a feature. I want to go to um, Leicester Tigers, um, and I want to do Ellis Genge because I think he's brilliant and yeah. I think he's different, and there aren't enough real, you know, there are, there's too much, there are lots of characters in the game, but there's too much effort is put into suppressing them and keeping them straight. And I said, I want to go and find out about this guy before he gets told not to tell anybody anything. And he was great. He was really... Brutally honest. He was really, really engaging. I, I arrived there thinking, I bet I really like him. And I left thinking, if I was running a rugby club, he would be the guy I would sign. And off the record, I had an off the record chat with Matt, o- Matt O'Connor, their director of rugby, and this is he won't he won't mind me saying this because it's all positive. But yeah, he, don't say anything, peeps. No, he he yeah, don't say anything to anyone. Shh, mum. But he was we were talking about Ellis Genge, and I said, what do you think you've got there? What do you make of him? And he said, well, I turned up and was made pretty aware that he is uh, can be a bit of a handful. Um, not like his behaviour is fine and stuff, but I think his well his behaviour he's a scrapper and he's hard and he doesn't muck about and he doesn't take any you know he's not he's not into politeness for politeness sake. He's a lovely bloke, but he, if he thinks you're a dick, he'll tell you and he'll chin you kind of thing. And he said, a week in, this is one of the best blokes we've got. 
this is a bloke you keep, full stop. Yeah, he's a keeper. He's a keeper, he's a keeper, and I just thought it was brilliant. So if you get a chance to watch it tonight or whatever, or some other time, then feel your boots. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. I got in the car, and I got in the, I got in the car kind of buzzing a little bit, thinking I love yeah. that. Like I will today after our Phil Bennett chat, I'm properly buzzing after that, I loved it. Did you go to Edinburgh? No. Okay. No, so I'm, I'm not, that's all BT Sport, and I do loads of BT Sport, but I'm not contracted with BT Sport. I'm contracted for the highlight show. Yes. So I don't have a BT contract, so they use the core. So you're working this weekend with ITV for? Yeah, I'm at the semi-final, yeah. Wa uh, Wasp Leicester. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're still doing your stuff with Channel 4 and Browse and Bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm on yeah. there this week, uh, doing me doing me little got me bits on there and um, thing is, though, you get, I just want help mate yeah but you get free treatment I want help so yeah, and you swallow, get, you, swallow your pride 250 quid plus VAT to go on embarrassing bodies oh you get show, paid to show everyone you show yeah. everyone what you had for dinner and get it sorted yeah, yeah. here's me breakfast give us a hand a quick fit pit of this yeah the nipple out. story though yeah, yeah the, I'm alright the nipple it's, it's where it is Shanks what have you been up to a couple of things really mate did, um, did something with Peter Winterbottom oh yeah um, yeah Next back row for so I did something with. Um, bit of a Q&A in London on, on Wednesday. You sound like Lee Byrne. With <laughs> yeah. Q&A. Professional Q&A, that's what Byrne is. Yeah. Lee Byrne, not to his face. That's what we call him. Um, he's so brown. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Um, but I tell you what was really interesting. Um, I went to a networking gig. Um, one of the mates has got a, a telecommunications company, TWL. And yeah, he did a bit of a networking event and Richard Park spoke at it. So Richard Parks did... Parks, yeah, I call him. Yeah, Richard Parks did um, the seven summits, three poles in seven months. And it was, it was incredible listening to him and, and, and his stories about him and how he coped with it and the mental strength that it took. So that was really, really interesting. He's, he's got a book out as well. So um, I think that's been out for a couple of years, but I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to read it. Peak performance. Foreman, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Peak something. Yeah. Peaks and troughs. Twin peaks. Twin. Yeah. Um, but, but it was really, really good. Really yeah. good chat. He did sort of 40, 50 minutes on on what it took to, to become that person. How mental, how mentally tough it was. How and, mental it was. And how yeah, and how mental it was. So yeah. But I also did something with Ollie Phillips at Price Waterhouse Cooper on Friday. Oh, with Justin Harrison. Yeah, so yeah. Andy Powell was meant to go, and he texted me a week before saying, are you going? I was like, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to the 8.25 train from Cardiff. And Powell was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I, I'm going to go. You know, no one's getting paid and stuff like that. I was like, all right, mate, it's entirely up to you. But I'm going to the 8.25 train. Heard nothing from him for a week. Get on the train in Cardiff, 8.25. Pull into Newport. I'm, I'm there on my own. Pull into Newport 15 minutes later. Just sat there reading the paper. I got my iPad. I got a book. I got loads Set of up. stuff. Lovely journey. Loads of stuff to, to do. Yeah. Computer, a bit of work, and all of a sudden this guy just comes to my seat, face right in front of mine, goes, "How's it going, buddy?" All right, <laughs> 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 Shank. It was like, yeah, Shank. He calls me Shank. You don't even call me Shanks. All right, Shank. Um, so um, <laughs> yeah, so he turned up and uh, I made my uh, made my trip. Yeah, yeah, good, real good value, and we get there, and I was a little bit annoyed really because Ollie Smith, uh, Ollie Smith, Ollie Phillips said um, we were going on a boat along the Thames, and we get there. There's a lovely looking boat on the Thames, and we get on a barge behind it. Oh, so it's, it's literally <laughs> not like, you, love the one behind you. It's literally like someone's barge, you know, going down 
like Braver on Avon. What, Rosie and Jim style? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Rosie and Jim were washing up with Barney the dog, mate. <laughs> um, and he was adamant as well. I had so many, you know, texts to say, the boat is leaving at half past 12. Do not be late. Do not be late. It'll be gone without you. And it didn't leave till quarter to one. Oh. So, so that, that pissed me off. Because, you know, I could... And then you thought you had to do all the locks as well, well didn't you? for nothing and we're leaving lit. Could have done two pints or bleep test or something like that in 15 minutes, couldn't you? Yeah. Easy. Um, yeah. So that was good. But Paulie was really good. He he told his golf buggy story and it's brilliant. Justin Harrison was was funny as well. Really funny. Oh. Looks like a pregnant snake. <laughs> Can you describe a pregnant snake Long with a bulge in the middle. Yeah, really long. With, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. Um, or like a python that swallowed a deer. So we had a we had a bit of chat back and forth. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know who came out on top, but I'm just there's blood on his face. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's yeah. a funny guy. Really um, funny. JP, we've had a we get a lot of feedback via email, Twitter, and Facebook and all that stuff. And a chap called Guy Evans has emailed in, and we do we we like constructive feedback. I mean, stuff like the sound quality, if it's particularly bad, tell us. But otherwise, you know, to a point when. We know it's shit, so it's kind of you're sort of wasting your thumb skin a little bit. Um, but Guy Evans perfectly reasonably says, "Hi guys, big fan of the show, but unfortunately, when discussing rugby podcast with friends, we're pretty much unanimous in thinking that too much time is devoted to your on-air catch-up at the start of each pod, especially when you sometimes rush through rugby matters at the end." I really respect your opinions on the game, and would like to hear more of that, please. Oh. As a listener, JP, I would like to know honestly what you reckon. Do you think we spend too much time dicking around at the start? Are we about 18 minutes into your podcast? We yeah, we're off an hour already, mate. <laughs> yeah. 23. What, 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 what was the chap's name? Guy Evans. Guy Evans, you're wrong. Oh, there you go. You, you, you disagree with that. Okay. Disagree. Well, there's not actually that much rugby to talk about this week. Well, we no, really this week, but other weeks there is, and we do we do just spin through it. But, but basically, we're, yeah... Well, what does Guy want? 58 minutes of rugby? We'd quite like to hear your thoughts on it and whether you think we spend too too long on the intros because I'm actually quite interested in what you get up to and I, I like to think that you're interested in what I get up to just so you know I'm not around your sister or, or, or something. Oh. You know, but she does like me. She does like me. Your sister texted um, me last week. I, uh... It's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> after Robert, oh, this week, after Robert Walters' video came out, sent me a text. What I forgot to mention, mate. actually, is I've also, mate, I've also went shooting this week with... Um, with Mark Adams from, from TPS, they do some graphic printing and stuff, and Neil Back, who works for them. Me and Bubs took them on in Bedford. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bubs Place never shot get to. Bubs never shot a gun. He's, he was in the army. He's more a stabber, wasn't he? Oh, when he says he was like a medic in the army or an engineer. Yeah. He was in the army. Chef. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm only joking. He was, a, he was in the army in some shape or form. We don't know what. Yeah. Um, definitely not PT. And um, yeah, we, we, we took him on clay pigeon shooting and we won. So. Yeah, well, mate. That, there's no, there's Back he no, wouldn't have liked that. There's, no, he didn't. No, he actually wouldn't like that. And, and you know, he turned up with their own guns and everything like that. It must be done. Back he'd turn up fully, full tweed, lovely motor, nice gun. Yeah, he was. He was on good form. Yeah. Um, but you know, Mark Adams, who's uh, who's the MD of, of TPS, he was, he turned up with four hours sleep because he'd been in Edinburgh all weekend. Good boy. The good boy. But he's a pod listener. So, sorry, Mark. Good boy. I think I had dinner in Bath at this new uh, hotel restaurant called Number 15. Really, really nice. The other night, with all the guys from the senior management from Tarmac UK. What's the address? Is it? It's, no, it's Number 15. Yeah. Great Pulteney Street. And uh, all the guys from Tarmac. Yeah, you Tarmac. I always thought Tarmac, you know, I've known for a couple of years these guys, but I always thought Tarmac was a thing that lots of different companies, but actually Tarmac is a brand. 
It's like Hoover. It's like Tannoy. It's not a Tannoy. It's a PA system, unless it's a Tannoy. Like it's a public address mm-hmm. system. Public address system. Anyway, they were, they were great value, and they were all bang, loads of them bang into their cars. So I went there with Matt Powell, ex Worcester Warriors, and he sort of introduced me to everyone. And straight away, they were, sitting, I, they were looking at photos of cars on their phones. Oh and I was like, oh, what are you looking at? Powell, he was like, oh man. And half an hour later, he was like, right, let's go through to dinner from the bar. He's like, can we please stop the car chat? This is breaking me. Couldn't even. Anyway, so anyway, Guy Evans. You think our you think our warm ups, our catch ups are a good part, an important part yeah. of the pod, do you? If you want a run of the mill podcast, go and listen to the others. This is where you get something extra, a bit different. Uh, yeah. Where do mm. I sign the check? Yeah, there you go. There's 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 forty p for you. Thanks. Um, it's an interesting one though, isn't it? Because I I mean, we don't know a lot about podcasts. Evidently, you will know more, JP, than in the media. But one thing I read a while ago was that. People catch up with your podcast late. So it's word of mouth and whatever it is, or social media, whatever. So what often happens is, and this ref- the reason it stuck with me is it reflects exactly how I listen to podcasts. Somebody will recommend one, I'll join in and listen to it, and if I really like it, I'll go back and listen to old ones. Mm-hmm. So a big part of podcasts' listener numbers, we're not obsessed with that, but we're mindful of it, even though I couldn't tell you how many people listen. We're mindful of it, is that if someone goes back six weeks and it's 40 minutes on rugby results then two-thirds of our podcast is completely irrelevant. So there is a balance. We do want to talk about rugby, but there is a balance. And we, we don't want people to come to our podcast and get something they can get in 20 other locations in the media. So there is a balance there, Guy, and I see what you're saying, but yeah. it's we don't want to make it too irrelevant. We want people to be able to go back three months and listen to a pod and almost be able to skip through the rugby chapter because it's old old news. What sort of name is Guy as well? Um, <laughs> Flats. I, I mentioned I mentioned a podcast to you uh, last week. They walk among us. Yeah. And I found it very interesting. And we mentioned it last week about various murders and crimes that have gone on. Um, not the biggest fan, were you? Or were? You? Well, I'm a fan, and I'm quite big. Um, yeah. Probably a bigger fan than me. Um, they walk among us. Interesting pod. I. I've listened to a couple, and what he effectively does is, this chap, or this podcast, is he describes true crimes. Yeah. So what a pod like Serial, that's the most successful pod ever, and a lot of these other, and Untold, Daniel Morgan Murder, brilliant pod, I've just done an update, which I'm about to listen to on the way home. They actually, they actually investigate, and they go further, and they search for the truth. They're not detectives, they're journalists, but they search for the truth. This guy effectively... It's a, it's a, for me, it's an, it's a prolonged, ver- it's a, it's a version of reading out Wikipedia. Effectively, he actually just reads the facts that actually go and find out yourself. Doesn't take it any further. They're thirty minute each, uh, sort of thirty minute episodes. So yeah. there's only a certain amount of time they got. Yeah, fine. But I'm just saying, I, I, I think I prefer the longer form where they actually dig in a little bit. Okay. But also, it's the way I am not. I write columns and stuff, and. That doesn't mean that I'm super clever. Every single column I've ever written and any column anybody ever writes should always be, and mine always have been, proofread by someone else. So the sub-editors, the editors, they proofread them because there's a reason proofreading is a job. You can't, editing is a job. You cannot proofread your own stuff. You don't see your own mistakes because you're running through it in your own mind like you were when you made the mistake. So everything is read by someone else and the odd and and the and I and she that you missed out is corrected ideally. So, because everybody makes mistakes, everybody, yeah. and this... Cook, cock. Exactly it, yeah, yeah. exactly it. So... I love to cock. I love to cook. <laughs> so, 
I but what what bugged me about They Walk Among Us is and there's another one called Convicted at the moment which I'm into but it's exactly the same. Someone has written it. Okay, I'm right. I'm right. So what they're doing is they're not doing they're not having a chat like we are. They're reading a script. This is a scripted thirty minute pod and it's structured and it's scripted and it's great in a lot of ways, but it's written poorly. So there are lots of grammatical mistakes in there that haven't been checked by anybody and it's stuff like. Um, and then her and her dad got into the car. It's like, no, you know, she and her dad got into the car, you know, sort of thing. It's, or it's, it's he and I when it should be him and me, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's kind of, it just bugs me. And it's like, well, it's, I don't care that making mistakes. I make, mis- I make mistakes all the time as well. It's just like, why did you not get this checked by somebody neutral and clever? Yeah. It's going out to the whole world. And it's like her and her dad went for a walk. Like, no. That's not what you say, and it just bugs the shit out of me because they've been lazy, and it that that ruins the pod for me. Well, I yeah, I mean, I, struggle now. I, I knew, I knew all that, the, um, all the grammar errors and stuff, but I, I didn't want to sound like a. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 just do that, my name. <laughs> no, I know, mate. I know, and I know I'm bellin', but you asked and. You saw I'm coming. Can you get past that stuff, JP? Or would it bug you as well? Well, I was just thinking that anyone listening to this and sitting there, GCSE English, take note, please. Yeah. Um, oh, you being picky, a little bit picky. Yeah, that was yeah. maybe a bit too picky for me. Yeah. Um, but you're you're in that industry, that makes so you write stuff, and you're very yeah. But it's not like, very you know, I love I love. Robbie is it Savage, different though? You know? If it's, the, like, if it's, it's the spoken word, can you get away with it? If you were reading it and you go, "Oh, this doesn't look right." Yeah, but we're 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 talking now, but we're not scripted. This is a script that's being read. It's structured and it's written. So he's reading. He does talk very slow as well. And he tries. And to, he's like, it was yes. a cold, dark night. It's like, chill out, and mate. I'm not es- ten. The yeses are whistling every time there's you're, an yes. You're taking the piss out of his speech impediment now. That's different. No, I'm not. It's <laughs> technically that's bullying. That's no, bullying. <laughs> and you've been nasty now. You, I mean, you're you're laughing. He's, you're giggling now. But that's he's racist. not. He's not. He's not got a list. But what I'm saying is that something to do with the sound could turn the s's down a bit, so they don't. Sound so like you're that. now bitching about sound quality on a podcast. Got it. But no, I see. Hypocrite warning. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but I just you can. What I would say is listen to two episodes of They Walk Among Us and then two episodes of Serial. And unfortunately, Serial is on a completely different level. As is S Town. As is the. Un- I mean, the guy who does Untold Daniel Morgan murder. Brilliant. He's got. He's got like a bit of Jonathan Ross R about him. And who gives who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. But it's brilliantly done, brilliantly written, and they walk among us is so poorly written that it breaks me, and I can't listen to it. Okay, there we are. Oh, it actually way, hurts you, doesn't it? It I does can hurt see me. It's lazy. It's just lazy. Um, anyway, it just bugs me. Just don't be lazy. Take an extra half a day and let someone else read it. Before we clock off on our catch up, um, just want to send. I don't really do shout outs, but I just want to mention uh, my mate Ed Jackson, who I played with at Bath for a couple of years, who's Newport Red Dragons now who jumped, dived into a pool a few weeks ago yeah. and broken his neck and he's in hospital. And he's, he's um, unbelievably positive. And I know, and Jacko might listen to this, but I know a couple of lads that went to see him early and they said he's in a really good frame of mind. I hope that's not a reaction of shock or something. It's not, it's enduring. He's realistic. He's not evangelical. He's realistic and he's documenting daily his recovery on yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it is, I saw the picture. It is fascinating and he's doing stuff. It's like they took him to the, the doctors, took him... The neuro doc, neurosurgeon, whatever, he took him for a shower, and partly because um, he wants, they want to see if he can feel the sensation of water. And he said he could feel water; he couldn't feel if it was hot and cold. Okay. Amazing, just and he's, he can he can move. He's getting better and better. 
they also took him, and this is the bit where I lower the tone, um, and you might think this is inappropriate because he's really badly injured, but I don't care. Um, two things to lower the tone. One is that another reason I would have followed them into the shower is because Ed Jackson is one of the best put-together men I've ever seen. Okay. Okay, his body's not great, but I'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah. A true talent. Um, and also, something else really inappropriate is when I was at Leicester Tigers yesterday, I had a good chat with Freddie Burns on his way back to Bath. Great boy, bit of work to do at Leicester yet. And he was getting into this naughty whip, this naughty 4x4. Four four. And I said, hey, nice. He was going to go at my car and saying, oh, tough life in, it, in the Range Rover. Then he got into this beautiful Beamer and I was like, oh, yeah, you're struggling. He's like, mate, the worst thing is, this is Ed Jackson's motor. <laughs> Ed had obviously, he went to see Jacko and Jacko's like, take the car. And I said, you stole his car, mate. Breaks his neck and you oh. nicked his car. You horrible bastard. Yeah, but big shot got out to Ed. Big shout, he's a great boy. Yeah. Really, really great boy. And they love him at Dragon's Great things. Yeah. So, If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, good luck, brother. This is the Leo Vegas bet of the week. Um, as you all know, Leo Vegas partner us on this podcast and we get a free bet every week on their website. All the proceeds go towards charity, which is children in need. And we've been all right so far. I think we're still, we're still up, but we had, a poor, we had a poor bet last week, mostly down to me, thinking that Claremont... Isn't it the two you've overruled me we've lost? No, the, the one I overruled you for last week won. All right. That's why I overruled you this week. Yeah. Um, so I bet on Claremont to beat Saracens, and as you know, they didn't. So I, I take full responsibility. So, David, we just think about it's, we just yeah move on smoothly, or you can think about the kids who aren't around the country aren't being helped because of your arrogance. Anyway, 
Um, I'll have a look at it this week. I'm going to go with Exeter Saris as the bet. And I want to uh, bracket this with the fact that I used to play for Saracens. I'm in the 100 Club. I uh, got an email this morning. Duncan Taylor and Ben Oh, Spencer is that the club? Both joined the 100 Club. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought it was something. Sorry, mate. No, it's it. No, it's not. Um, I thought it was like Dougie 500. Are you in it? No. No. Um, you're probably quite close to the Welsh one, though. I wasn't that close to the English one. You're in the Welsh 50 club, mate. Don't worry about it. Um, 70 club. 70 club, sorry. 70 what? How many? 70 odd? 70. 70 cap. Sorry. I'm chairman, president. Chairman, president. Um, so, uh, so I've played a lot of games for Saris, but I've also been accused repeatedly on speed, on Twitter of being biased towards Exeter Chiefs, even though I never played for them. It's a bit bizarre. But I think the people's choice, and I think this is reasonable to say this, especially as Saris have just won Europe, is Exeter. But I think Saracens are going to go to Chiefs, who've got the best winning run in the history of world sport. Yeah. And I think Saris going to win by five points. So you're going Saracens. Saracens by, by five. So the bet is Saracens by five points or more against Exeter. Yeah. Um, Sorry to all the Chiefs fans, but I just think Saris are so good. And, and I think if there's one team on the road that can go somewhere like Chiefs and win, it's them. And uh, you're quite happy to carry that burden of children in need. Yeah, but I'm a great guy. So if it doesn't go well. I'll probably give 25 quid to children in need from an app on my phone after the bet, but you don't worry about it, you don't have to, it's fine. Right. Um, I should just mention that, you know, if you are betting, go on the website, which is leovegas.com. Mm. And there's Twitter page, which is at leovegasuk. Make sure you're over 18 if you're betting. And yeah. Terms and conditions do apply. And don't bet what you haven't got. No, just have to do the legals, that's all. So, the two European games at the weekend, we start on the Friday night, Gloucester v Stad. Gutted I was. Yeah, I know. No interest in Stad winning that, all the interest in Gloucester winning it. Not at all. And you thought after Johnny May's intercept try, mate, he's got some wheels. Oh my days, he's so quick. I know. A good fellow as well, actually. Everyone says he's a bit nuts, and I think they're probably right, but he's a, he's a good fellow. And you speak to the guys at Gloucester, and they, they love him down there. Johnny is a sight, seeing Jonathan Dante running yeah. in hand. Yeah. Fuck that. Choo choo. As my old gran used to say, fuck that for a pack of onions. <laughs> <laughs> you can stick that straight up your app. No, I wouldn't I would not wanna God I mean obviously it. I'd take him out. I'd go high and I'd I'd take him out. God rest us all. Good luck, go with me, sir. Um so he is he is quite impressive. Parise, who I might have said on a pod about six months ago, I've always secretly thought he's a bit overrated and just looks good because he plays for Italy and everyone loves a hero. He's, I think he's almost better now than he was five years ago. He's so good. Mm. Um, and he's so handsome. Yeah, you know, yeah. He just looks so happy, which pisses me off. It's a shame for Gloucester, but you know, they, they've got to take a lot of heart from reaching the uh, the final. So No, it doesn't work like that. Is it? Oh, it is. You, you take the positives out of it. When you look they back, and, yeah, you do. Of course you do. Just because you didn't reach any. What, except, except the one I won? Don't worry about that. 2008. Just, take, just test me, mate. Well, Ooh, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, you do. I mean, if you look back at you look back at the season. You'll say, you know, the, the achievements you've got reaching the final is an achievement. That's not. There's no. You try and you pull the positives out about half an hour after the game, so you got an excuse to go on the piss. No, you pull the positives out at the start of the season when you look back at the season. You say, look, it's not all doom and gloom. We reached a final. It was a good achievement. Mm. Mm. So you've just yeah, got. You've I just, was gutted for Gloucester. I really wanted to win. 
Yeah, I look yeah. at some of the boys we've played with, well, like Hibbard and Moriarty, the obvious ones, but I look like Sharples just week in, week out. He's just so good. Tom Marshall has been really, really good. Really good, mate. Willie Hines has come up. He's been called up to the England squad, apparently. Willie Hines. Has he? I mean, I like Willie Hines. He seems like a great man. He's a really, really good player. But I don't get that, Eddie. What, what's going on there? He got like... I think it's bizarre. And not, not just because he's clearly not English. I mean, lots of guys who play for countries aren't, and it's mm. while it's legal, why not do it? But he's not the next best to come off for me. But anyway. Um, but then obviously the next day, then you had Claremont Saracens. Oh. What a game. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. Before we talk about the game, yeah. Harry Allen, BT Sport producer, Sunset and Vine, BT Sport producer. Search for Harry Allen on Twitter, guys. He's a good fella. Um, he's northern, but he's all right. And, um, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. Yeah, he's a mafia. Well, like he's been made. He's a murderer. Okay. Yeah. He's a mass murderer. He's a killer. And um, he Googled, he tweeted a link of Nick Abendelin's... Benders. Benders. So Bendy scored that amazing try that Spedding started from the yes. counter-attack. What a, what a counter-attack. What a try. Yeah, just before Bendy gets the ball, he, gets, he overruns the guy inside him down the touchline and he does this little, like a goose step to slow himself down and then straight back into the running, like a sprint drill. Yeah. And Harry tweeted, that is a thing of beauty. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that is genuinely a beautiful can thing. Can you retweet that after that's a chance so we can see Yeah, that. I will do actually. Okay. But what did you make of the game? Great game from start to finish. Mm. Um, Saracens just, as always, the last sort of quarter just come away. They've got a team, right? That's, when, you look at their, when you look at the Saracens team, yeah, it's got lots of stars, but it's also got players that you know aren't the big A-class stars that you see. You know, It's not like a, a team littered with what what people think are world class players like a Toulon or something like that. You know, you've got players that yeah. just play so well for their club. The likes of I thought Barrett over the last sort of oh. three weeks has, has just been brilliant. Fantastic, isn't he? yeah. Just getting them over the game line, his tackles. They're a team that don't make many mistakes either. So they, they don't give away many penalties in the ruck area. Their forwards are, have all got great set of hands. Yeah. So, you know, you, you throw a pass around by the knees, you know, it's gonna be caught. Yeah, you chuck you chuck a minging pass to a George Cruz and it's going to be caught. He's going to yeah, and you know I'd say three or four years ago they got a lot of stick for playing fairly one dimensional and sort of just choking teams out in defence. And mm. but well, Alex good at fifteen, mate. He he's so creative. Yeah, you've got Farrell and Good. You've got two ball players in your back line. Yeah, you know, that's what they don't need. Brad Barrett to be a ball player. He's no, they just don't. A, he's just a mutant and they he's don't. very good at it. Him, they, you've got him and Marcel um, Marcel Bosch in the centre guys just make their tackles they don't make mistakes they get them over the game line you know when it's on they pass but they've got so much creation mm. out wide Billy Vinopola again yeah he just crazy? looks so fit as well yeah like you, you can look at him two or three years ago and he looks quite heavy but now he looks athletic yeah did you see the videos from after the game of Baz Barrington the prop leading the sing-song no, brilliant great boy member, so, member of a darts league you know so someone had gone to the trouble of cutting five or six songs they all sing to um, yeah. into, into a little compilation and they're all singing there Ashton was one of my favourites yeah Ashton's off to too long plenty of cash or whatever it was he's a cheeky yeah. so and so yeah yeah and they had um, oh Mauro Atoji <laughs> oh <laughs> and he so comes good. and he does the robot and stuff yeah. like that yeah it looks like, they, they look like they've got I know a lot of teams will, will say this they've got a great team atmosphere and real bond well but them and Exeter Saracen and Exeter really do seem like those types of clubs that 
It's yeah. just a great environment. They've created an unbelievable environment. But there's no secrets. It's no. There is no secret. What they do is treat everybody really, really well and fairly. Yeah. That's it. So when the lads at Sarries said, is there any chance of having a crash for the players, for the, for the kids, for our kids on match day so our wives can watch the game? Yeah, of course there is. And it's not cheap. But in the grand scheme of things, when you're doing seven, eight million quid a year on wages, it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, of course we'll do that. And they said, actually, can we have a crash a bit earlier so we can bring the kids in ourselves and our wives can get ready in peace, let them to get two or three kids ready and get to the game. And yeah, of course we can. Yeah. Yeah, have them early. So all the players arrive with their kids now. So the wife, my wife would love to get ready in peace for rugby matches. It never happened. It was carnage. She got there 20 minutes in, never saw the game because Bath would never pay for it. We used to say for years, can we have a crash? We'll chip in, no, we're health and safety, you've got to have too many, no, we can't, because you, you've got to have too many nursery nurses, it's got to be one to f- one, one nurse to four kids, it's like, oh, for Christ's sake, tight asses. Saris and Chiefs just do things properly, it's so easy. Do you think Saris has potential of a hangover for this extra game? Physically, yes, mm. like in terms of booze and blood, you know, well, How, blood alcohol levels, yeah. It'd be hard not to celebrate a European I don't. I don't think they pretend Champions otherwise, Cup they just, I think they go out and get smashed, yeah. I love it. To hear Billy's interview after the game, I like to thank God for us. Thank God, yeah, but he's like, th- I'd like to thank God for a bit of playing so well or whatever. I'd like to apologise to him in advance because we're going to get real drunk. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, get the positive out first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I love that. But again, Mar- honest, honest. But then Marrow comes on, who's the pearl, you know, the golden goose, mm. and he just, you know, people hang off what he says now because he's his agents are playing a pretty tough game, and you don't see a huge amount of Marrow, even though he's in demand and. He said, um, probably celebrate this tonight and maybe tomorrow too, you know. I love that. Do you know what I think has been really unlucky, um, potentially with a Lions call-up, is Richard Wigglesworth. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. He plays so, so well for mm. Saris all the time. His boss kicking is immaculate. His game management is brilliant. Mm. I think if you need that game, if you need to change the game you're playing on tour, yeah. there's no one better in the British Isles than him at changing the game from, you know, the... Or you know what what you'd think of like the Reese Webb or the Conor Murray who actually just basically could tear you apart of the breakdown. Wiggy might not do that, but he will repeatedly put you in great positions. He won't be a, a, an actual threat himself. Often, but, but but he will create holes for other people because he he's such a skillful player. He's made a few breaks and half breaks recently, and I think that's mm. because people just don't expect him to try. Like when we had Chris Malone at Bath, when Molly Malone is years back. Alf. Slower than me, and he was Al Stewart. That's it, Al Stewart. Al Stewart from uh, Home and Away, but he used to make breaks because. Was it Donald Fisher? No, he was Al Stewart. But okay. people never expected him to try because he was a milk float, but he'd make loads of breaks because, you know, he was, they expected yeah. him to stand and deliver or kick it. Mm. But it was, our uh, Saris were fantastic. I, I really. Worthy winners. Oh, they were great. Mm. They were great. Really enjoyed that. Now, just before we get to the question time, I actually forgot to mention. Uh, I've seen you on, in the Bath Chronicle as being in the top 50 most influential people in Bath. Number 27, to be precise. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah. What, I mean, how do you, what, what, what do you do, mate? I mean, apart from like... I write a column in Bath Life magazine every fortnight. Apart from take your dogs out and rollerblades. Uh, season Milan. <laughs> St- um, go below 90 and I, it's, it's a joke go below 90 it? squatting in CrossFit yeah it's clearly a joke um, but so it's just a joke and people just vote for their favourite people so it basically it's, it's I find it like an, it's fun it's a are you a fun. bath icon? no do you so, walk around bath and people stop you and like want selfies and stuff like that? no no? no okay so it's a bit of fun and it's a bit of a laugh from the cron and I actually think it's quite a funny idea because it's got everyone talking and they did a good job but 
Um, and obviously there are loads of people missing that should be on it, loads of people on it like me and like Amy Williams and stuff who shouldn't be on it because we've got no influence in Bath at all, we don't do anything. Um, and both got similar physiques, both very lean and athletic, but um, yes, yeah, so we, we shouldn't have been on it, but that that's all good fun. But And lots of very, very important people weren't on it, but that's that doesn't really matter because it's a fun, bit of fun. But it's also an opportunity for people to do a bit of virtue signalling and make sure that they vote positively for everyone who works for like charities or forgotten arts or something. And so it's that's like, your angle? No, no, no. Lots, no, okay. no, it's not. But I did have a... Um, I did have a bet with a guy who's also on the list. I was out for dinner the other night and believe it or not, I hadn't heard about this thing yet. It was like Thursday night or something, whatever it was, last week. And we're at a little restaurant in Bath called Corkage, which I wholly, wholly recommend. Never been there before. Loved it so much. I saw my mates I went with the day after and said, I've got to hope that place stays open. And he said, well, if you want it to stay open, book a table and go back. I said, yeah, good point. So we're going there next Saturday. It's brilliant. Anyway, he was at, I was at dinner with this guy, and his name's Bill Vasiliev, and he is the CEO of Novia, who spent for years were on the front of the Bath Rugby Show. I've met Bill before, he's a Scot. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. can't understand a word he says. Um, good fella, and he was showing off about, he's got a load of money, and he was showing off about this new top-of-the-range motorbike he'd got, and I said, well, it's funny you say that, Bill, because I'm, I've just booked my motorbike test in. And I'm thinking about, I probably won't get one, I'll just get the test, as long as I know I can, that's enough for me. And he was like, oh, you couldn't handle my bike, you couldn't handle it, it's too big for you. And he's like half half my size. Is he tagger? Yeah. Okay, got tagger. It's been a murder. Yeah. So he's, so I'm there with Bill and I was like, we're, we're all a bit pissed at dinner, we're really pissed at dinner. And I was like, right, he's like 55 or something, you know. So And I said, right, here's a deal. If I finish higher than you in Bath's most influential 50 top people, whatever it is, this joke list, he, bear in mind, he's CEO of one of the biggest companies in Bath, right? He's big, big player. And he brought this company to Bath from, he could have gone anywhere, he brought it to Bath, brought 150 staff. They're still going, they're getting bigger every year. Like, he is properly influential. And I don't do anything except have the odd sandwich and cappuccino, right? So I said, if I finish above you and you only vote for yourself once, we tried that, then I get your motorbike. He's like, what? I said, just give me your motorbike. You can buy a new one, but you're showing off about it and you're saying you're, you're confident you're going to be in the top 10. I'll get your bike and I won't do any tweets to asking people to vote for me I won't do anything like that I will just see who wins so if I win apart from those t-shirts you got printed apart <laughs> from the tattoo I'm for it so I was like I win I'll get your bike doing a right. on BT Sport call me yeah oh, yeah. Me. so I was like but I said if you finish above me what do I have to do for you what do you get and he said I, you pay for you and me no one else just you and me to go for dinner at dinner and wine at any restaurant I want and I was like, that could be really dangerous. But his bike was worth a lot of money. And I was like, and no one, like, I was just thought, well, I'm drunk. I'll just say yes. So I said, go on then. He sh- as he shook my hand, and he said, my favourite restaurant's in Sydney. I only fly business class. I was like, oh, no. And I probably, I, like, my arse went a little bit. And everyone was like, oh, he's bet now. He's had a bet. And I was like, okay, well, we've done it now. And I'm thinking, if I lose, I'm not going to be able to cover that. So I'll have to, I'll have to sell something. But I will, on, I will find a way to honour that but I reckon I'll beat him. The next morning, all the emails are going around saying, thanks for dinner, great night. And he just replies, can't believe can't believe Flats bottled our bet. The bike's too big for him. What a loser. I said, hey, I didn't bottle any bet, mate. I'm ready to go. I'm still on it. Oh, you pulled out. Can't believe you pulled out last night. So I'm like, guys, does anybody else remember me pulling out last night? No. It's like, Bill, you're just shitting yourself, mate. You're going to lose. And he's bottled it, called it me bottling it, and he's lost. So I'm, I know he listens to this podcast, so I'm calling it in. I'm going to come and fill him in because he's an old man. I'm going to take his bike. Mm. 
because he owes it to me and I'm going to sell it for charity anyway. Okay, done? Yeah, I'm done. I enjoyed every month for that, mate. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, well, you have some respect for that 27th most influential person in the area. True, true, true. Right, <laughs> question time. In front of James Dyson. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah. Yeah, question time. Right. Actually, first off, uh, we had a tweet from a guy called Roger Jones we met earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, met him upstairs in the, yeah. in the Grinnell suite. What did he do quickly? He worked the community stuff, so went around schools, uh, kids who were thinking about dropping out of school. He helped them. Yeah, so he kids. said, did not expect to meet Flats and Shanks this morning while walking through the stadium. Sorry, JP, didn't mention you. Can't yeah, wait do. for the podcast. You met Phil Bennett as well. That's better than us. Benny's not on Tinder. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Grinder. Sorry. Twitter. <laughs> Um, you got any questions from your... Um... Yeah, um, this is from a man called uh, Tim Ducks. Duxy. Duxy, who was my school rugby captain at Dulwich College, undefeated. I don't think Duxy lost a game in 10 years at that school. Lives in Miami now, hell of a boy. Well, he used to have really good arms, didn't he? Like short little arms. Great Nick, but, yeah. great Nick, yeah. yeah. Ferrari chassis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi boys, love the podcast. You're actually really funny, I think. So I think that's being facetious. Flats, how can we recreate our schoolboy team aura in real life, especially as nothing beats Dulwich under-18s. You used to have a little song, didn't you? Lads, lads, lads. Dulwich, he's true blue, he's a piss said through and through. Uh, he's, he's a bastard. bastard, so they say. Try to go to heaven, but he went the other way. He went down, 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 down. Down, Rupert. Rupert, down. Hugo, down, boy. <laughs> um, how dare you? Giles. How dare you, Felix? So, how can we recreate that in real life? Do you know what I think, Duxy, and to everyone? I think, as I've said before on this pod, find a way, start a competition, clear it with Sarri's, start a competition to spend a day at Sarri's on a full day's training, rig it so that you win, go and spend a day there, that is how you create team spirit, or go to Chiefs. Sarri's, mm. for me, have got it absolutely nailed. They train hard, they're intense, they're super, super relaxed, respectful, nice, fun, they get it right. So, Sarries are the new Dulwich College. They copied us, Duxy boy. Yeah. Um, there's actually a question here from Ben Parker on Twitter. And it says, should Warbs be rested for the Blues Euro playoff? So, the Blues have got Stade Francais um, in a chance to try and make their Champions Cup. Mm. Warby sort of on the cusp of being fit. Now, if you were, if you were Sam Warburton, would you play? Now, JP's dropped out the chat a little bit because it was kind of just sitting here to listen to the last bit after the catch-up. But JP, you've got an opinion on this because you're shaking your head and you're Welsh. Well, he's not going to play, is he? They've said he's not going to play. Oh, oh really? Right, yeah. Right. So is that not Shank's play. not doing his prep again? Uh, I can't say that. Such a shame. But I can give you an answer. Yeah. Are the Blues going to win that game? Possibly not. Possibly not. No. Do you need him for a Lions tour? Yes. yes. I would say yes. Yes. That's my decision. Well, if you were Sam as well, would you want to potentially risk being injured in the game? I would like say that? I would say I want to play, and then I'd ring Gats and say, "Ring him and tell him you won't let me." Yeah, <laughs> perfect. I really want to play, but my hamstring's a bit tight. Do you know what? I don't, I don't know Sam well enough, but someone like someone like Dan Cole, who I saw yesterday at Leicester, you know, is there any chance of him not playing in a Premiership semi-final because of the Lions? It wouldn't cross his mind. He'd almost, I reckon, rather play for Tigers and the Lions. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel that, like Alan Wynne Jones with the Ospreys as well. With yeah. The Ospreys, he, yeah. He is, and he will play. He will play. Yeah. And that is, that is so often how you get so far in the game, I think. Flatso, I've got a really good question here from Daniel Kerr on Twitter. He says. Daniel Kerr. Kerr. Is that Wayne's son? <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Shag son. Well, uh, Anne, is, is his mum called Anne? 
<laughs> right, he, he wants to know. What was his name again? We've forgotten. Uh, Mr. Cure, we call him. Yeah. Mr. Cure. Yeah. He wants yeah. to know who wins in a fight between Backy's Botha and Danny Grucock. Backy's Botha and Danny Grucock. I'm biased, but Backy's Botha is hard as nails and mean and uncompromising. But Danny is all those things, and he's got proper fighting technique. So he's a he's a black belt in karate when he was younger. I don't know, I don't know if that means too much, but I just know that he is a Backy's Botha is more likely to stick, smash you with an elbow, chin you once drop a knee, put a massive hit in. Danny will stand in front of 50,000 people and, f- and box I would you. say it's more like MMA versus karate, something like that. I would say it's... It's a more aggressive form. MMA. I would say it's hard bloke, hard bloke, really hard bloke at the pub versus an actual boxer. You can't get anywhere near him. Reckon, really. you, reckon you could ever sort a white collar out between those two? Dan would do it, yeah, no problem. Yeah. That's a, that's a good idea. I would do it, I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. So in, in credit, in, in his favour once... When I had Danny Grucock signed up, I might have said this before on the pod, Danny Grucock signed up for my testimonial boxing dinner. Doesn't matter, mate. All the Danny Grucock stories are golden. Yeah, they're all golden. And I could not find anyone to fight him. In the end, Justin Harrison, who's hard as nails, like, I'll do it. Is it charity? I'll do it. Yeah. What I signed up for. But the one person who called me, and no, I called, I, no, I called, that's not, not, not true, I called about boxing, about boxing Mark Robinson, the all-black scrum half. Yeah. Said I'd rather fight Danny Grucock was Josh Lucy. Noxy thinks Danny's soft. He's like, I'd rather test myself. I'll fight Dan, please. And we yeah. couldn't do it because of the size. I would. I'd definitely do that. Fight Dan. All right, yeah. cool. I'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good yeah, idea, yeah. mate. Um, um, Shanks, here's one from... On a, su- on a suitable day, obviously, that we can both do. Yeah, Christmas Day when he's on holiday. Uh, Connor Thompson on email has asked... Um, he's asked me a question, but first I'll ask you a question, Shanks. Uh, the best centre you ever played against... Okay. Um, and pro- why? We've probably done this before. Yeah, but, but let's do it again because um, you know what I mean. I say when I was really, when I was really young, just working my way through the, the Saracens, just trying to get into the Saracens team regularly. Really, I remember playing against Newcastle, and Inga Twigamala was playing centre for Newcastle. Oh, we have done this before. Just yeah. caused so yeah. much carnage. He was such an unbelievable. He was like one of these players that I think were ahead of their time in terms mm-hmm. of size and stuff. And I used to be a fairly large centre back when I was playing, mm-hmm. you know, I like 15 and a half, 16 stone. That's sort of straight across the board now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the mm-hmm. average size. Um, but Inga was really good. And then Brian O'Driscoll, um, not just because he listens to this and we want to get him to do a BBC interview, but because he genuinely was. Amazing. Full package, you know, great vision, great passer, pace, Great step, strong, good tackler, good over the ball, yeah. the whole, the complete package. Yeah, um, I did him on height, easy. Yeah, can scrummage yeah. could he? And, and, and showers. Connor's um, asked for me who the best prop I played with and against. Against, we've done that. Um, uh, Visagi, Julian White. To play with would be Julian White. Mm. Um, just what you want from a prop when you're another prop, you want someone to be reliable. And I knew that Whitey, when he got twisted into a horrible position, which didn't happen that often because he was stronger than he was stronger than pretty much every other prop in the world, which is quite something to say. But he went down to Marseille once and played against the front row, Jean-Jacques Krenker and Ibanez, and they were just a monstrous front row. And, and Whitey and Danny Grucott behind him, they gave Krenker a proper workout. And he was they, they were the best front row in the world at that point. Whitey was the real deal, freakishly strong. But to play with, I just knew that if I was struggling against my guy, 
Julian, I would say a word to Julian and I'd say, you need to get your guy going back because then I can, I can scoot through up and pull underneath. Was there a word that you'd say like Copenhagen? No. That's, no, my, like, that's my safe word I used at to home be like this. for theme well, night. I'd be like, Jules, Jules. And he'd just hear this. <laughs> these massive high-cut boots with steel toe caps. It was, um, I used to just look across, honestly, look across on the floor and see those feet moving. And yeah. It was just like heaven because when we were playing against uh, Gloucester once and... You know, I'd having a bit of a to and fro with Phil Vickery, and I just he got in a great position a couple of times, and we had to move him on their line. We had to move him, and I couldn't move him, and it was just he couldn't move me, I couldn't move him, and it was my it, I had to move forward for the move we were doing, and I said to Whitey, "You take it forward," which was against the rules because you don't want the scrum spinning right. I said, "You get it moving for me, and I'll rip through after that." So yeah. I, he literally pulled me and George Shooter through the scrum, and we end up spinning the left shoulder up through the right shoulder being dominant. He was just freaky, yeah. so strong. Same example as you gave the first time. So aggressive. Um, um, it's, a, yours, it's, a, it's a question from no, Jay. No, stick up your ass, yeah? It's one from JW on Twitter. Why isn't Jackson Ray been given a shot with England? Um, he's keeping uh, Scott Berger. He's funny looking, funny looking fella, isn't he? Maybe mm. that's it. Well, Scott Berger wouldn't get in the England team. Right. Yeah, Scott Berger's fab. I love Scott, but it's irrelevant. He's keeping, he's keeping, yeah, he's keeping him out of the salaries team. He's keeping a former international out of the club team. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's a wonderful, wonderful player, Berger. But I'm not being disrespectful. I love him, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, he's not keeping Francois Lowe out of the bath team. Another question on props, mate. Um, James Owen on Twitter wants to know what are your thoughts on the French playing roll on, roll off with props. Is there anything the authorities can do? So that's the Slimani. Yeah, eventually, I wouldn't be surprised in the off season if they try and clamp down on that and have independent people assessing them when they come off yeah. and finding out exactly what the injury is, documenting that via the team manager and the fourth official and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's, yeah, they're, they're Allegedly, they are clearly cheating and they're getting Slimani, who's the best scrummager, get him on and give him 20 minutes off and then get him back on for the finish, the big finish. And it's a load of balls, but if you give professional teams laws they will find ways to push them to the end degree that is why they are there so it's not I'm not excusing it I'm just saying that is what happened. Can I just say Theresa May recently in an interview was asked whether she liked you or heels you know as yeah and she said she prefers flats during flats every time flats during election yeah I think it says election yeah yeah it does yeah well, I'm easier to what was an R then I'm easier to yeah I see what you've done there flats yeah, um, some some put that on Twitter. Here's one. Here's a really interesting one, actually. That was this, Eddie Brown on Twitter. It's a question for JP. It's coming. It's coming as we've been on air. Okay. Uh, it's from Little Vinny on email, and it's JP. Um, if forced into a decision, what would you rather: crab claws for hands and normal feet, or ice skates for feet and normal hands? Good question. Fascinating. Good question. Um, you need your hands, because you can do a lot with hands. Mm. So I'm going to go ice skates for feet, yeah, because okay. I've got good balance. And then I'd still have my hands for everything else. Yeah, I'm thinking I can have normal feet, I can still drive a rangy whip with crab claws. So I'm could, can you? Yeah, of course could. Uh, I've got one question for you, just before we, we get off air. Um, do you think Abendanon and Strell should be in the England squad? Uh... Playing well. First of all, before I answer this, can we not have anyone tweeting or emailing or text, uh, uh, Facebooking or e- whatever it is in Face saying, timing. I've got no sympathy for them, they knew where they were going. Kindly piss off. But they're, not ask, they're not asking for any sympathy. I get so bored. I had about 40 people tweet me at the weekend when I said Bendy was great. 
He knew what he's doing. I've got no sympathy for him. Like, mate, he's not asking for any. Not no, you're right. not. You're just saying he played well. Yeah, it's like, bore off, mate. Have a day off. But, but are, should they be in... I think... Are they better players? I think... Um, I think Strettel is a fab finisher. But I think Nick Abendanen, overall, ball in hand, is a class mate, above. I think Nick Abendanen should be in the England team. You, you rate him highly, don't you? You reckon he's one of the best players you've played Everyone with? Everyone who's played with him yeah. says the same. I, I haven't found anyone who played with him that doesn't rate him in one of, as one of the best players I've ever played with. I would rate him as, as good as Shanklin, Horan, you know, Castaneda. He's yeah. that good. He's that good. And he is... It's interesting, that, because you obviously played with him for such a long he, time. Absolutely right? astonishing rugby player. And he go goes to Claremont, and he's player of the year over there, and yeah. he's European player of the year. And, and, and he's playing on the wing at the moment as well, yeah, when and, he, predominantly he's 15. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, wow. He's, he's, someone, someone tweeted me, in fairness, Flats, he has, got, he has really improved since he went over there. I said, no, he hasn't. Mm. Stop saying that. And as a journalist last se- this season said that earlier in the season, he's got a lot better in France. No, he hasn't. He was this good when he was here. All you saw was the missed tackle he made once every six weeks. Yeah. He is a fantastic player. And he made a try-saving tackle at the weekend. He's unbelievably brave. He's not perfect. For me, that is, that is a 50-cap international if he's from a different country. He's that good. Yeah. yeah. If he yeah. was French, he'd have 50 caps. All blacks, he'd have a load of caps. He's brilliant. Scottish, two hundred. Scottish should have six thousand caps. Yeah, I mean, he'd be he'd be king. Yeah, he'd be king. He'd own Scotland. They'd have given him Scotland. He'd be Braveheart, wouldn't he? He'd be Donald Trump. He'd be Braveheart. Yeah, freedom. Um, right. We said we we're going to do a short podcast, but we're over the hour mark already. Thanks, JP. Yeah, well done, mate. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for causing it to be such a long podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, should we just stop now? Yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. We're not sure what we're doing yet through the Lions tour, are we? We could do a fortnightly one, possibly. We're a bit like Drogba, mate. We do what we want. Yeah. He does what he wants. does what he wants. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.